0: We live in a world of limitations and boundaries and live in a world of, I think, where you grow up and you you develop your own self-limited beliefs based upon everything that you experience or the the labels that you might get given. Um, and life is
1: full of those obstacles and curveballs, but it, it's all down to how you look at them. You can look at them as negative things or you can look at them as... There's opportunities. Hello humans, welcome to the Limitless Bite Size episodes, uh, where we pick a chapter from Phil's book Legacy and chat around the sort of key aspects of performance, leadership and uh, resilience, which we've talked about on our, on our wider podcast with, with guests. So thanks, thanks again, Phil, for your time. Uh, this this episode we're going to jump into chapter seventy three. Yep. We're going to jump around, and that's performance equation, which obviously fits quite easily into the performance aspect of the conversations we're we're having with guests. So, let's talk initially that that chapter touches touches on the uh, the limiting sides of, uh, or I suppose psychology restrictions in people's heads, and I guess you work with athletes and yep. and how you chip
0: away at that. And I guess that's not just for athletes; it's for for your every
1: every day non athlete as well.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think that, that's an I think an important place to start, the, um, everything that that I do with athletes is absolutely applicable to everyone. You know, you, the, you know, everyone's in the, in the game of performance in some way or another, the work or, you know, athletes that perhaps aren't professional athletes, but they're still really serious amateurs about the sport. So, so I think that, that all of the things that I do, and I say this to quite a lot of people, you know, they are absolutely broadly applicable to, to every section of society, I think. Um, and the performance equation, perhaps even more so. So that, so that, where does that like lie in people's that
1: that limitation? That just a, how is that one built up to to limit, and then how do you break that down with with athletes?
0: Yeah, so I, you know, if, um, so the the athletes I work with, and I, I, I I've mentioned this on other episodes, I, a lot of what I do is little equations, and the reason why I use little equations. Is because it's a it's a really easy way for them to understand you know if they do this time's out then they get this out the back of it if they don't do this time's out then that's what will happen so it's 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 a simplistic but not to say that simple but it's a simplistic concept of being able to understand different things and different concepts that are condensed down but into kind of small equations so we take the performance equation which is not one that I came up with, this existed way before I started doing my little equations and it's simply your performance equals your potential minus your psychological limitations and when I start working with athletes the first few months what we're doing is we're trying to work out what are those psychological limitations because if you can kind of remove them or mitigate them enough so down the psychological restrictions column what you start to realize then is the Performance equals the potential, and if you can do that with anyone, whether it's a athlete, or whether it's in sport, then they are reaching what I call the the, the potential ceiling, which is, is the best that they can ever perform, which is all you can ever hope for. And what what would you typically see as those limitations? Usually, yeah, vary from uh, performance stress or performance anxiety, uh, poor sleep, um, you know, with a with a consequence of to really reduce performance at the back of it, uh, negative internal uh, dialogue, so negative internal visualization so let's just use you know uh, let's just use a golfer as an example golfer that's not too confident with their driver um has been habitually just pulling a drive to the right a slight slice to the right so the confidence isn't quite there um as they're picking up their driver they're probably saying in their head i really hope i don't slice this right that internal dialogue is creating an imagery inside their mind perhaps it's reflecting back to a previous experience, which was negative. They've now got the negative imagery, the negative internal dialogue. They put the T down. They don't feel good. They don't feel confident and they pull it to the right. So, so it's, it's about finding what all of these things are, um, and then just working on them one at a time, um, and creating good habits that start on the practice ground, start on, you know, on the driving range and then working on the good habits, reducing those psychological limitations. And then once you start to get them down, the confidence starts to rise. The potential then starts to equal the performance. So let's let's apply that to
1: non-sports environment. Yep. I guess it could be your work. I guess it could just yep. be your home life
0: with your partner. Yeah, those types of things. Exactly. You know, let, I mean, we'll use work. So given a presentation, uh, a, lot of, a lot of corporate clients I work with, that, you know, given a, a big presentation is probably the most terrifying thing for many of them. You know, they've risen through a business because of their ability to do a job and then you get to a certain level of the business and then suddenly you get asked to go and present to 200 people. Uh, and that's not what they've, that's not the reason why they've arrived where they have arrived. So they get given this presentation and immediately all of those psychological limitations might come into play. The sleep might be affected. They obviously for the first time experience some performance anxiety, the internal dialogue before they go out on stage, you know, you know, they might be thinking to themselves, no one's going to think that they've got credibility. They might be thinking about all the things that could go wrong. So they're getting that real negative imagery. So already their stress response is in. Uh, so all of those limitations that affect athletes, you know, they affect everyone in different ways. And then just breaking those down. So let's say it's
1: stress-related. Yeah. How do you work with people? And and perhaps if they haven't got the access to yourself, you know, have you know got any tips for people to to try and help with those? I think, I
0: mean, if we use stress as an animal, the first thing that I try to do with the, 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 not just the athletes, but once again, all my clients is to teach them what stress is, you know, stress is your, your nervous system, leaving homeostasis and going into a a sympathetic response. And the sympathetic nervous system is effectively everything speeding up heart rate, respiratory rate, uh, body temperature, blood is taken away from the digestive system. It's kind of forced out the limbs. And that's why you see, if we use the presentation as an example, you often see someone under the old Elvis leg where their butt is tapping and they, they can't sit still. And the reason for that is that the the body is flooding with testosterone, a bit of adrenaline, uh, cortisol. Um, and what their nervous system is asking them to do is run away. It's do the flight response, hence the tapping and foot. And obviously they can't do that. They need to go and give the presentation. So it's about teaching them what's happening with their nervous system, normalizing that, helping them understand that it is just natural. Everybody does experience that. Um, You can mitigate that, you can slow your breathing down, you can relax, you can control that response. Um, And then it's about, which if we use giving a presentation as an example, it's about teaching them that nearly everyone that's there wants them to do well. And when you get that, I, I think that's probably one of the biggest things that you can ever learn about presenting. Nobody's in the audience Desperately wanting you to fall down and flatten your face. Everybody is rooting for you to do well, and when you understand that, actually, it calms you down in and of itself. Um, so it's about addressing all these little things, put them all together, um, and then and then being able to perform on the day. Um, but stress is the biggest of all of those factors. I would, say. yeah. So rationalising, I guess,
1: getting people to rationalise it in the head. And one just quick last one to touch on then: the, the fear of failure, and I uh, th- think we're seeing is more and more language. Generally, around that failure is a good thing, uh, and it's a learning learning uh, mechanism. So maybe just yep. talk about that for a minute or two. And how you deal with that when you're speaking to people as well?
0: Yeah, and so a number of things. So, um, we we're not we're not good with failures as adults. You know, we're great with failure as kids. You know, the younger a child, the more comfortable you are failing at things. You know, think about there's no child that's abandoned the task of learning how to walk. No matter how many times they fall over, they just keep getting back up, giving it another go, even if they hurt themselves. But what happens, you know, combination of lots of things, school, you know, uh, upbringing, um, uh, our parents trying to protect us perhaps. And we we develop all of these kind of limiting beliefs and, f- and then we start to fear failing. We start to see it as a really negative thing. Um, when I used to, I used to work at a place called Battle Back at Shore which is a, a, an amazing place um, funded by uh, the Royal British Legion. It's, it has coaches which are um, with Leeds Beckett University, so they're they're assigned to Battleback. I, I used to work there as a coach. It's one of the you know the best years that I've ever had. Now, one of the things that that we used to do with the Battlebackers is we used to talk about failure, and um, just to kind of contextualize this, the programs that we ran at Battleback were things like. Wiz which is sorry, we ran them for what we would call Wiz. So that's wounded engine 6 service and then we would run these Mac programs, Mac one and Mac two, multi activity course. We go climbing, we might go play golf, we might uh do some kayaking in the swimming pool, sit down, volleyball, wheelchair, basketball. Um and for a lot of the guys that come through there they you know, some of them have, you know, experienced uh trauma from, from Afghanistan and Iraq, so they might have developed PTSD. Um, some might have, you know, had a, 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 you know, been involved in an ID explosion and potentially even, you know, lost limbs. Or there might be other people that, you know, have experienced life-changing illness, like cancer or had a heart attack. So a real broad range of, uh, of people coming through that. And one of the things we used to talk about a lot is, is is consider fail first attempted learning. So instead of kind of failing and then abandoning and then considering that a, a defeat, you kind of fail. You, you know, you fail forwards and then you go, well, you know, this is a, if we, if we use climbing as an example, so someone is perhaps, uh, they've lost, you know, a couple of legs in Afghanistan and they're trying to learn to climb in a, in a completely different way. And they might've been a really good climber before that, but now they've got to learn in a whole new way how to do it. And it'd be frustrating, obviously, you know, because what they could do before, perhaps they can no longer do it in the same way. And it's just about imparting that idea that, you know, you, you just got to keep failing forwards. Um, and can just consider it a learning experience apply the learning and then just go inch at a time um and then you know use climbing as an example you often see these guys at the end of the day they're climbing up really difficult climbs and getting that huge sense of you know of, of joy of, of of achievement had they abandoned then they wouldn't have been able to have that
1: okay well thanks for joining us again uh i hope the yeah, listeners found this a helpful episode so that was chapter 73 of the performance uh, equation of Uh, build legacy thank you everyone perfect
0: we live in a world of limitations and boundaries and